Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. So I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. These episodes are recorded from my live Discord sessions where people from my community ask their questions all about family law and I try to answer them. If you would like to take part and ask a question yourself, I welcome you to join my Discord by clicking the link in my profile. Obviously, everyone that asks me a question knows that they're being recorded live for the podcast and I'm not giving advice. All I'm doing is making sensible suggestions and signposting. So enjoy the episode. So, Kanak, I'm going to come to you. Um, You are first up in the queue this evening. Whenever you're ready, what's your question? Yes, if you can help me at all, I'm just um, talking on behalf of somebody else. What it is, is I've got a family relative who's been accused, allegations are being made against them for domestic violence. There's a currently a non-molestation in place and an occupancy hearing, and the partner won't stop persisting with those allegations to the fact that that person is now being asked to go to the police station um, in, to be questioned under caution as a voluntary inter- interview. What happens to this person and how? what can they do? Because this person, the partner, is constantly making these allegations. Well, the only answer I can give you is in terms of the non-mol and the occupation order because the other half of your question was around criminal law and, of course, I don't do that, Canuck. So, um, with regard yeah. to the non-mol and the occupation, if they keep raising allegations, eventually there will come to a point where the court says, well, OK, let's list the allegations out and those are the only allegations that we're going to be testing and then there'll be like a final yeah. contested hearing and the family court will make a determination as to whether or not the evidence is such that it proves a non-molestation and occupation order are needed but with regard to the interview under caution I don't know so we've got the final contested hearing next week if you've got one side of the party so the other person keeps going on about these allegations which haven't been proven does that have any view or any influence on what the judge will decide when it comes to the occupancy hearing well it will just go on the evidence so whatever evidence is put before them if it's sufficient enough to make an order that they have to move out then yeah the court will go with the evidence so it's not so much what they're saying as to what they can prove right no problems thank you ever so all right much. You do a fantastic job oh thank you you're welcome bye-bye bye um, Hel, you are next up whenever you're ready. Ask me your question. Um, my daughter is buying a property and she's currently um, just renting with her partner. She will be purchasing the property in her name solely um, and her pro- partner may be moving in with her. How does she protect herself financially from him having any claim over the property? Are they married, How did you say, or was it a boyfriend? A boyfriend. Okay, so then she could enter into a deed of trust or what we call a cohabitation agreement. Okay, I also okay. think that as long as, as long as they don't, I mean, the golden rule for cohabitees when you're trying to protect your, um, whether it be money or property or whatever, is don't mingle your finances. Make sure you keep them absolutely safe. And if she does have yeah. a property that she's looking to protect, don't have them... Um, don't have the the boyfriend make a significant financial contribution to that. Okay, that's all right. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks, Hal. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Sorry, guys. I I got a bit distracted there because I see that. I hope you're not struggling to read the jump uh, read because of the jumper. Because um, I can't take the jumper off. I could take the cardigan off last week, but trust me, you don't want me to take this jumper off. Sammy, sorry to be whittling on. What's your question? 
but basically, um, going on from last night, obviously, my daughter's sort of like refusing to see her dad mm. um, through various things and stuff like that. I went through, um, or I went down the route of a contact centre um, a couple of years ago. I set it all up. Um, I went to look around, put her name down and stuff like that. They invited him to look around. He was like, I'm not seeing no child for money in the contact centre. It always kind of has to be on his terms. Um, he has to see her on his terms. As I say, he's seen her, I would say, at most about 10 times in nearly seven years. Um, and up until recently, she's decided she doesn't want to see him, she doesn't want to speak to him, she doesn't want anything to do with him. Um, he's always sort of threatened, you know, court and stuff like that. What happens, obviously, if he was to go down the court route, would they... Um, so I did. I did. An see him. Yeah. So I, I think what happened, Sammy, is you got. I don't know what happened um, technically or IT wise, but you got thrown out. And I just kept answering your question, but I think you actually got thrown out of the audience as well. Um, so I right. think what I said last night was that you know, given that he's averaging roughly one, you know, one contact per year, if he were to make an application to the court, um, I think the court would be starting the contact if they were minded to start the contact at all in sort of small bite-sized chunks um, it certainly wouldn't you know kick off with every other weekend or half school holidays or anything like that because she just doesn't know him you know I mean yeah. you know she I'm sure she sees the postman more than she sees dad um, and, yeah. and you know that the court certainly wouldn't be wanting her to have regular contact with the postman so I don't think you've got too much to worry about in that regard I mean your biggest concern if that if he, he does make a court application that I would be raising with the court if I was in your shoes is simply if any kind of contact order is made then are we able to um, rely on him for consistency do you know what I mean I, I, I don't think that we are um, because no, obviously no, his track record. He's, he's in the army. Yeah, so so I think that has to be a genuine concern. She also has separation anxiety and ADHD as well. Yeah, um, which is something he doesn't believe in, um, and obviously separation anxiety. Um, that's a big part of it as well. Um, to the point she doesn't even stay at family houses. It's she's always with me. Um, so obviously you would, that's... you would, yeah, you would, you would let the court know of all of that, Sammy. But as I say, I, I don't think you've got too much to worry about at this stage. Okay. So I don't think it's about seeing her either. I think it's the, I, I don't know how to put it politely because obviously I don't want to offend anyone, but yeah. I, I, I think it's still the fact that the control over, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I think at this stage, wait to see what he actually does, if he does make the application or not. But as I say, you haven't got too much to worry about. Perfect. All right. Thank you Great. So much for Thanks. Your All right, Sammy. Bye bye. ND, have you got a question for me? So basically, my question was um, so me and my ex partner, we went to the courts. Um, I think two months ago, and the court decided that he should see the kids. But then they had one contact, so but the court decided that he should see them like supervised from my mom. But my mom doesn't wanna doesn't wanna have anything to do to do with him. Um, but then he had one contact which I had to go, like I had to supervise because I couldn't leave him with the kids by the, by themselves. Yeah, I wasn't feeling comfortable, so I went. 
But on the on the day, my daughter didn't want to go, but because I went, she went. Yeah. But then after that, I found a job. I found a new job because I'm, I'm a nurse, and um, so I'm offering him, and I can't do Saturdays anymore because I'm I'm working all day, and I need to know where my kids are, and he's going to work, so he doesn't have anywhere where he can drop them. Yeah. So. I'm offering him during the week, but he doesn't want to, and he want to go back to court. Okay. What's your question of me, Andy? Well, I mean, you can't, yeah, so you can't force him to have the contact that fits in with your routine, even if that's in the best interest of the children. If he wants to take it back to court because he feels as if the existing court order's being breached, then that's what he'll do. When you get back to court, you just have to explain that there's been a few changes in circumstances, you know, you've had a new job, etc. And therefore, you know, can we just have a new uh, routine put in place? You'd also let them know that your mum doesn't want to do supervised contact anymore. Um, but okay. yeah, it might be that it just has to return to court if you two can't sort it out between yourselves. Yeah, well, I'm trying to talk to him, but he said that he doesn't want to talk to me. Yeah, so it'll go back to court then. So, okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Um, Lois, Georgia, what is your question? We just wanted to know, um, basically my daughter's been um, requested by the school now because they want to... Um, like send her to a special school or reduce her hours due to her autism. Yeah. Um and and it keeps um it keeps becoming an issue more and more when she has to be picked up early, etc. Yeah. From school and go to all these assessments. Um that um my partner doesn't have PR. Um what is the form first of all if we were all in agreement that we would have to fill out? So it's a parental parental responsibility form is what you need to be filling out. And you can download that from the court website. Okay, and if um, Dad decides he's no longer in agreement, then it would be... A C- C-100, yep, that's right. Okay, but I can definitely download the first one yes. straight from the court website. You can, yeah, parental responsibility agreement, that's not an issue. And does it have to be, how would we go about signing it? Does it have to be witnessed? Yes, it does, yeah. But any any form that you download from the court website, Lois, it will have full um, uh, full notes with it, so explanations as to what you need to do and how you need to send it in. Um, even the individual right. boxes will have um, explanatory notes as to how you fill things in, how you then file it okay. with the court, what you need to do. So once you find the form, it will come with notes as to how to do that as well. Okay, and if, if it is the uh, case of that it has to be witnessed by somebody, yeah, and um, how would that work in our case with the distance between us? Because obviously, I think it might have to be a case of we post it out or yeah, that's fine. Um, I mean, obviously, a witness has got to witness your signature, so as long as the witness is with you, that's fine. So would they then have dad would then have a separate witness? Would yes, okay? absolutely, that'd be fine. Again, it'll all be on the notes, Lois. So have a good read of the notes, but yeah, that's absolutely fine. Okay, great. Thank you all so right. much. You're welcome. Thanks, Lois. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Uh, Victoria, you're next up. What's your question? Hiya. Um basically I've got a one year old with my ex partner and we've got another baby due um in a few months. He's on my daughter's birth certificate and She's got a double barrel surname, but at this moment in time, Sam doesn't want to be involved with the new baby, and that's obviously if that's the case, I'm like, I'll do it solo, not put him on birth certificate. But can I still give my son 
the double round surname if he's not on that birth certificate. Yeah, because if he's not on the birth certificate, it doesn't have parental responsibility. So, yeah, you'll be able to register the birth as whichever way you want. And he can still have the same surname as my daughter, even though the dad doesn't want to be involved? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and if he's... Because um, he changes his mind so much. If he could... Like, he can apply finally, like, later on down the line to be put on the birth certificate. If I got to agree to that, um, ideally, you would want to agree to that. But if you don't yeah. agree to that, then he'd have to make an application to the court. Okay. So he could still, like, if he decided in three months when he was here, I don't want to be involved, don't put me on it. But then, say, like, beginning of next year, he's like, actually, I want to go on to his birth certificate. He's got to, has he got to apply for a, to a court to get that done? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's put my All right. a bit. okay, great. Thanks, Victoria. Right, thank Bye. Just wanted to let you know, if you're thinking about self-representing in either divorce, finance or children, check out my courses that are available for sale. They're on my website, maloneyfamilylaw.co.uk. I designed them specifically so that you could represent yourself without the need for a solicitor. Hello, Captain. You're having some IT issues. You're bouncing around there like a... A wasp in a jar. Uh, <laughs> my computer's like, it's quarter past six on a Friday, can't you leave me alone? How are you, Tracy? I'm good, thank you, Captain, I'm good. So, I know, I've lost it. That's all right. So, um, a, a daughter is buying a property. Yeah. And her partner may be moving in, but will not be named on a mortgage, etc. Yeah. How does she protect herself from him having any claim over the property if they split up in the future? Okay. So she would, the daughter would think about entering into a deed of trust or a cohabitation agreement. Um, that's the that's the, the to sort of legalize it a little bit or formalize it a little bit. The other thing that the daughter wants to ensure is that they don't mix their finances together. So let's try as much as we can to have some separate bank accounts. But more importantly, don't allow him to make a significant contribution to the property. Um, because once he does that, then he could stake a claim in the property, even though his name might not be on it. That's great. Okay. And there is another one about financial order. Um, oh, no, that's all right. Your training solicitor's answered that, so I don't trust that. Oh, perfect, perfect. I've got, um, I've got Eloise. She bobs in and out um, throughout the day. It's um, it's sort of good practice for her, and and it, you know it's um, good training for her. But also, um, she sort of shouts across the room and asks me the questions, <laughs> so we we know that we're getting them right. But no, she's listening. She's she always listens because she's on her drive home. So a shout out to Eloise. Thank you, Eloise. <laughs> Thanks, Captain. Appreciate that. Yeah. Now you put that shawl on. I know. <laughs> Trouble is, I'm boiling. It's I've got two jumpers on now. <laughs> Not to worry. Thank you. Bye bye. Up. What's your question? Um, it was just obviously there's a it's long winded, but I'll give you the short all of it. Um, so my children haven't seen their dad for eleven years. Um, and he, I took him to court for him to see the children. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Um, he had one visit and then didn't turn up. Then in 2016, um, after no contact since 2011, he um, took me back to court. Um, I found out it was actually um, to help his immigration status. 
I represented myself and the courts ruled out no contact, well, sorry, no direct contact. So 2016 has been and gone, obviously, and in that time, up till this, sorry, January 2021, there was still no contact, but he took me back to court. And again, I represented myself and there was no contact allowed. So that's the shortfall of it, but I was just wondering, my children don't use his surname. Well, obviously they do legally, but school and things, they use a different surname. And I was wondering, do I need permission to get that changed through DPOB? Is he on the birth certificate? He is, yeah. Yeah, then you will need his permission, yeah. And if he won't give his permission, then you'll have to make an application to the court to change a child's name. I don't know where he is. How would I find that out? Like, I don't know where, obviously, I don't have any contact with this man. Yeah, you're going to, honestly, so the most honest answer to that is you're going to struggle because the court aren't going to, probably won't give you an order without at least giving dad an opportunity to defend your application. So, you know, all I would say to you is keep trying, you know, just keep trying to find out where he is if you really want to change the children's names. Okay, I mean, they're nearly at the age where they can do it themselves anyway. Right. For my son's GCSEs and things, he just wanted to double check whether he could change it beforehand or he has to wait till he's 16. He will have to wait till he's 16 if dad doesn't give his permission. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Thank you so much for your help. All right then, bye-bye. Thanks, bye. Uh, Zanita, you're next. What's your question? Right, I did message you yesterday before, so um, quick story. Um, together 13 years, married six. We got house together last year, but because my credit wasn't good enough, we just put it in his name. Yeah. Um, we've been out since then. Um, I found out he's been cheating, but he reckons he's not because it happened apparently the day, day after he went. That's what yeah. I say. Um, wait six months, took him back for some reason, put more money into the house, we finished the house. Um, week later, he did it again. So back to the square one. Now he reckons he's not going to pay me at all from the house, or he offered me really, really silly money. And uh, yeah, I don't know what to do when I stand with this. Also, he's got a company, but it's a limited company. Have I got any shares in that, or can I get anything out of it? Uh, sorry, Zanita, did you say you were married? Yeah, married yeah. for six years, together 13, and obviously the house is in his name. Yeah, so um, the first thing I'm going to say okay. is what, what you're looking for is legal advice. So essentially, you want to know, following a 13-year relationship, what you're entitled to financially from that marriage. Um, I can't give yeah. you specifics because um, obviously I don't know anything about your case at all. Um, but what I will tell you is that, yes, you are entitled to a share of, of the matrimonial assets, regardless of whose name they're in. The other thing I will tell you is that if the matrimonial home is in his sole name, then you need to do uh, you need to at least register what we call a HR1, so a home rights notice with land registry to protect him uh, sorry, to protect you, sorry, from him selling the property um, without you knowing about it. With a HR1, then you will know about it. They're fine, Pad. Um, you will know about it. Yeah, I did went to my solicitor, and obviously I told her the value of the house um, and everything else. 
and I also took the car, which were both paid for. Uh, yeah. Um, if yeah, you really yeah. Zanita, if you've got a solicitor, then they are the perfect person to ask what you're financially entitled to, because I won't be able to answer that, and and I, I guess that you're looking for specifics from me. I can't give them to you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again. Again. All I can tell you is that you are entitled to a share of all the matrimonial assets. That would include the company. But you're because you you already have a solicitor. They're going to know way more than I am. So I suggest you give them a call in the morning um, and arrange an appointment with them to discuss it in more detail. Yeah. All right. Oh, Thank you very okay. Much. Bye. Uh, Eggshell, you are next up. What's your question? Um, what if it, um, I've got a court order. Yeah. And obviously my ex-partner lives overseas and um, he's in breach of the court order, but yeah. he resides in Canada. Yeah. And I'm wondering, what would I need to do if he's in breach of the court order in regards to the property of, he's supposed to maintain um, the property for um, as any work that needs to be done on the property that's being rented out for my children's maintenance and he's in breach of that yeah so is it so, uh it's an english order is it it's an, an yes, yeah yes. okay then you would need yes. to yeah you would need to take that back um to the courts um okay. and have the courts and, and ask the courts to enforce it effectively um and okay. you you do that by way of a d11 um, yeah, so the D D eleven form, and you're basically telling. Yeah, well, he'll have to be served with it, um, and what okay. the court will do is they will um, schedule a hearing, and because okay. he's in Canada, it'll be via yeah. Teams, so that at okay. least he can attend and explain okay, what fantastic. what the problem is. All that right. Fabulous. Thank you very much, Tracy. Thank Your you problem. D eleven. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. All right then. Okay, bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Uh, Katie, you are next up. What's your question? Um, so I'm just wondering, um, my youngest is under a court order. Um, Dad has broken five court orders in the first three years of her life. Yeah. Um, and then hasn't been in contact for the last three years. Yeah. Um, Dad took it back to court um, at the beginning of this year. We went to court two weeks ago i think it was now yeah yeah um and the because of the length of time that dad's not been involved in because of dad's mental health and stuff um and because my child obviously has health issues and stuff like that um the judges ordered for a section seven for my little girl who's only six now and i'm just kind of wondering how that works obviously i, I was always under the impression for section seven the child's got to be a certain age no, Section 7 is Kafkas's uh, way to report back to the court what they feel, what Kafkas feel, is in the child's best interests. Because clearly mum and dad aren't able to agree, so the court looked to an independent third party to help the court make a decision. And the Section 7 is very useful. So if the children are of an age where they can sit down with Kafkas and talk to them, that's all well and good. But if the children aren't, then Kafkas will observe. And it might be that they have a chat with you and watch you with the children, have a chat with dad. Maybe they might speak to the school or, you know, other third parties that are involved. So we don't just have a section seven for children that are able to tell Kafkas their wishes and feelings. Right. All right. Does that yeah, help? Fine. Okay, lovely. Yeah. Thanks, Katie. Okay, thank you. All right, bye-bye. 
Lisa, you are next up. What's your question? Hello. Um, just a quick question. We've got a... My daughter's 13. I've got. I've spoke to you previous. Um, yeah. There's a court order with Dad that she has to go every other weekend. Yeah. Uh, last weekend, a friend sort of let her know on the Thursday evening, you know, do you want to stay over? So she yeah. asked Dad... Dad and sort of said, well, you know, there is a court order in place. You could have done this another time. She said, well, it was last minute. You know, it wasn't done deliberately. He said, yep, you can go. Um, and my daughter said, all right, um, do you want to pick me up to two, three o'clock on the Saturday for me to come to yours? Because obviously it was his weekend. Yeah. Um, he's, so she's got plans with her friend the next day. They're going to the park, they're going to swim, and then she's going to Dad's at two to, three, two to three, as far as she's aware. He's then contacted her at 11 in the morning. Like, what's the address that you're at? I'm, I'm leaving in 15 minutes. And she was like, well, hold on a minute, you know, I've got plans. He was like, well, you know, you'll do as you're told kind of thing. Um, to which she was like, well, you know, like that wasn't the arrangement that we had. So he's then called her, got, got in her words, like a bit temperamental and aggressive down the phone with things, you know, um, basically telling her you're out of order and this ain't happening again and blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, so she ended up then, I think, getting a bit worried of what was going to happen when she got there in terms of, you know, getting really had to go out and stuff, and she just felt felt uncomfortable of how he spoke to her. So she didn't go last weekend. So effectively, I suppose from his point of view, the court order's been broken. Um, yeah. Just wondering, obviously, what position am I in? Like she's thirteen, I can't physically drag her out of my house. You know, that, yeah. Then we cast the child abuse, and I'm not willing to, you know, pull her out of the house and and plunk her in dad's car. Had yeah. to turn up. Yeah. So the half term's coming up. Um, She's actually due to his again on Friday. I sent him a message a couple of days later and said, hi, you know, I've heard my daughter's version of events. I can imagine yours are a bit different from what happened at the weekend. Obviously, she wasn't here. The argument that she had that she was at her friend's on her own phone. Yeah. They have their own phone to contact each other. So I wasn't actually there. Um, And... You know, I sort of said, you know, I don't know if you want to leave it a few days for her to calm down because she's still quite angry and upset. Obviously, she's in tears. Um, you know, um, contact needs to be kept, and I've always encouraged her to come. So you really need to try and sort this out. Well, there had been no contact made for over a week, week and a half. Um, and then I said to her the other day, you know, you need to text him and say, am I coming this Friday? Because it's his first half of the half term. Um, this Friday and he sort of texts back yeah that's fine um, obviously I'll pick you up as normal so she's planning to go this Friday for five nights for the first half of the half term you know what kind of conversation he's going to have or you know she does feel a bit apprehensive about going but L- Lisa what's your what, yeah what's your question of me then so my question is obviously what happens now if she's willing to now go and start contact again as from friday is he, is he likely to, to contact the courts and say that the order's been broke for one weekend or and then where does that leave me like i said i know there's a court okay place, so so if he out. yeah if if he wants to make a court application for one breach then he can do that i think at 13 the court's most likely going to say to him look at that age they're going to vote with their feet you certainly wouldn't be um, blamed for that and, and you're not going to be blamed for not making her available because obviously she's 13. So, you know, ultimately... She was available for my part. She, she just put her foot on and said, no, I've yeah. made this arrangement and, and, and I'm sticking to it. If, you're, if you say that another arrangement was made, that's sort of down to you. Mm, yeah, so I, I don't think you've got anything to worry about, Lisa. I would wait to see if he was actually going to make the application in the first place. But if he has, I think the court would say, look, you've got to accept that she's 13 now and she's kind of going to vote with her feet. 
All right. Because yeah, what I'm worried about is future events now. Is this going to happen again? You know. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, well, it is it is what it is. It is what it is. She's 13. I mean, do, you know, don't worry about stuff that hasn't happened yet. And if it does happen, then it can take you back to court. It's well, what can you do? What can you do? Yeah, that... just talk to her herself, would they? Just say, so yeah, get her point of view yeah. Or... Well, the court wouldn't, okay. but Kafkas would. Yeah, Kafkas okay. would. But you, you certainly wouldn't be blamed at that age, Lisa. So don't worry. Yeah. I was going to say, I've encouraged her to go. I said, you know, you've got to sort it out. But I'm always the bad person in these lives anyway. It's always my fault. So yeah, <laughs> I've really got a lift to stand on. To yeah. Please. All right then. Um, all right, Cheers. You. Thanks, Lisa. Bye. Okay, bye. Uh, the real mum. You are up next. What's your question? It's a a lot have gone on but um, basically my husband is currently on bail um, we separated in, in uh, November uh, been no contact since November um, hasn't had any interest in the kids missed the youngest birthday um, when he was bailed um, two weeks ago he specifically asked to be able to contact my four year old daughter for her birthday coming yeah. up yeah um, after ignoring December birthdays and then obviously Christmas. Um, there's a lot of safeguarding issues, so I've been told mixed advice by social services and that. Um, who, one have said, yeah, you went within your rights to withhold conflict until he takes you to court. The others have actually looked at the case and said, well, you know, there's we can't say you can't give him contact because they haven't allocated me a worker yet. Um, but there's verbal, physical, emotional abuse as well as a possible sexual abuse on my four-year-old. Has he has um, he made an application to the courts for contact? No, he sent okay. A, he sent a sister's letter. Right. Um, I've tried to go for a... Uh, prohibited step forward yeah. because once his bail is up in April, he there's nothing stopping him from coming up to the school and stop and just picking the kids up. Yeah, he's got PR on the youngest tour. Yeah, um, but my solicitor's like he doesn't really want to go for prohibited steps yet because he's on bail, but it's not gonna if he's got three months bail, the court's process isn't. Yeah. My what's way. your okay? Yeah, so I understand. What's I your What's your question of me? Okay. Prohibited steps, but so what's I'm being advised differently. What's your question of me? If we can just get to that. Would a prohibited steps really be advised to get in motion while he's on bail? So I've got something to protect the kids once. If he's I not think are you are you entitled to legal aid? Have you got a legal aid solicitor? Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So so that that's why the legal aid solicitor has told you that she doesn't want to go for it now because legal aid probably won't pay for that given that the bail conditions prevent him from coming anywhere near you. The minute those bail conditions are lifted, then you can apply for your prohibited steps order. I, I would suspect your legal aid solicitor, and I know because I used to do legal aid, she's not going to get the funding to do that because the legal aid will say, well, there's already bail conditions in place. But the answer to your question right. ultimately is yes. Once the bail conditions are lifted, get the PSO. And then you don't need to do any more. You wait and see if he makes an application. And if he does, then obviously you're going to raise all of those concerns with the court about all the abuse, which will then be investigated. All right. Okay. 
Fab. But wait until the bail, even though that once his bail comes off, he could turn up the following <coughs> day and take him from school. I think, yeah, because all, all you can do, if you're in qualified for legal aid, all you can do is go with your solicitor's advice. The only way to um, get around that is to pay for a non a, a prohibited steps order privately. Then you can just make application for one now. But if you are somewhat reliant on legal aid, then it, that's maybe why you've got to wait. But speak to your solicitor. If you're not quite sure, have a chat with them and ask why. Why can't you? Because obviously you're worried about it. So chat to them about that. Right, okay. All right. Thanks. Yeah, okay. Thank Bye. You. Um, Saf, you are next. What's your question? Yeah, so there's a lot going on. I've got a four-day fact-finding hearing um, due to the abuse from the father. Um, but um, I'm, I'm representing myself. So I was wondering, you know, pro, I've heard of pro bono. Um, I've got a Mackenzie friend who's helped me, but she can't represent me on the day because he's saying that she knows her. Yeah. He knows her, so therefore, he say, even though they don't, but he's saying that, so she's just saying, it's, you know what, let's not do this. But is there something called pro bono that I can get, like I can contact barristers that they want to be part of the case? You, you, like so pro bono is where legal yeah. people will give their services for free and they don't charge yeah. in a bid to assist. So it does yeah. exist and that's what it means. Trying to get a pro bono barrister is going to be very difficult for a four-day fact find because that's yeah. a huge case that would probably, if, if you're in court for four days and you need at least two if not three days of prep time, um, so you know you're you're asking a lot of somebody to do that pro bono, mm. and you may struggle. Well, you know the pets for it, um, the pets the well, yeah, yeah. So so, so you know. that's that's your prep, but obviously a barrister's not going to take your uh, preparation to cross-examine somebody. With all due respect, they're going to still have to do their own prep work because it's yeah. a trial. Uh, it's a trial, so they've got to prepare for trial, reading all the evidence preparing evidence in chief preparing cross examination um so yeah, yeah i think i think you might struggle to to get that that yeah. that amount of legal help free yeah, cuz i'm not um i don't get free aid because we own the house it's yeah. for that reason yeah um it's they don't get free aid but then i can't afford like about 8 grand it would cost possibly you know for this 4 day trial yeah um, no i i understand not, i understand yeah. so, um, the other thing is, so we're not legally married, but we were religiously married. Um, so what happened is we had a company together. He, I own 40% shares, he owns 60% of that share. And what he did was he transferred my 40% share into my son's name when he was 16. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to ask the court to look into this when I do the Schedule 1 application. Um, but is that correct what he's done like I was a is that allowed um, it's difficult to answer that without knowing a little bit more about your case okay I, I it, it's hard I think it's really difficult because whilst this channel is here to help people signpost yeah. and give suggestions etc when someone comes on and asks me for legal advice my hands are tied really I can't okay. I can't give advice on the channel um, and if I'm yeah. being honest I, I just don't know enough about your case um, so okay. sorry I can't help okay 
All right. Yeah. Thanks, Saf. Mart, while I'm waiting for, for Forever Rose, I'll come to you. What's your question? Um, could you please tell me where I stand with the pension order I received from a long marriage? I yeah. remarried again, stupidly, Yeah. but broken down after four years. The only assets in the marriage is our home. Yeah. Will my ha- pension have to be shared with my second husband if we divorce? Um, so the law around pensions says that all pension contributions <laughs> made during the marriage will be shared between the parties, equally shared between the parties. So she may not have to share the entire pension, but the contributions that were made during the marriage. So I hope that gives her a good answer for that one. Yeah, and this this one is gonna test you a little bit because it confused me a little bit. Okay. Um, right, so my initial response to this was gonna be Tracy doesn't deal with cases in Scotland. Yes. There's a twist to it. Okay. Um, I lived with my partner in Scotland for six years. I left due to domestic violence. I moved to Somerset to live with my mum and my two sons. At the time, I had a a lot going on, found myself a job, a house. Um, Received a letter from my ex-solicitor for child contact six years on um, for the same court order, but in Scotland. Um, And I think the question is, Basically, where do they stand? It's a bit of a long story. goes on, triggers quite a lot, even yeah. though I left him in 2018. Yeah. But every time I try, try to explain to his lister, I never seem to get and never get the right help that I need. Yeah. So, it again, it, it it's difficult for me to answer because I don't practice Scottish law. What I can say, however, to that lady is that the English... And, and Wales system is that it will be closest to the court, sorry, it will be the court closest to where the children live, in which case that would be Somerset. But yeah. again, the law might be different in Scotland. So what I think she needs to do is just have a very quick conversation with a Scottish family law solicitor to say, look, what's the position here? The children aren't actually in Scotland and therefore I'm not so sure that Scotland has the jurisdiction. Now, I honestly don't know the answer to that. I'm going to assume that Scotland doesn't because the kids are in England, really. And this person, she's given, she has given quite a bit, and I've whittled a bit down. But essentially, it's been taken back to court in England. Okay. Um, but over the, over the past couple of years, he's found out, he's harassing her at a place of work, he's found out where she works, he's found out her address, um, and also found out the son's, the 11-year-old son's mobile phone number, and also contacting him as well. Yeah. So what's the question so, there? I, I think it's, can she... Although there's a court order in place, can she take it back to court and say, look, we need this to stop, you know, and... Absolutely. Start again, then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. She can she can take it back to court and voice her concerns and say that, you know, the existing arrangements or the additional arrangements just simply aren't in the children's best interests. Yep, if she's got yeah. concerns, that's not a problem at all. Well, all cheers, right. Cheers. Okay, thanks for that, Mark. Bye. Um, Jessie B, you are up next. What's your question? Hi, so um, my son is two years old, but he has severe disability. So even when he reached 18, he will never be able to make decisions by himself. Yeah. So um, I want to legally change his surname because he has his dad's surname, but his dad doesn't um, do nothing, no contribution, no helping. Um, and uh, Or can I remove him 
as um, a responsible parent because he is on the birth certificate. Um, you can't remove him from the birth certificate. You can't remove his parental responsibility, if that's what you're asking me. And if you want to change the child's name and Dad won't give his permission to that, then you'll have to make an application to the court. And um, how is the court with um, things like this? Because um... if, if they consider it to be in the child's best interest, then they'll certainly consider your application. The hardest thing about you know being successful in a in a name change um, is proving that it's in the child's best interest to have the name changed. Okay, and um, just something else regarding my child as well. So um, um, before separating with my partner, I realized that he was staying around just to have just to take benefit of my son in terms of my son my son will receive some compensation. Uh, at some point so uh, he doesn't contribute he doesn't uh, help me financially but a few times he's mentioned about my son's compensation and how it's going it's, it just shows me that he he's staying around just to benefit from this so um, um, if uh, one day uh, obviously uh, my son receives his compensation and um, obviously I'm the one that takes care of him will the father also benefit from this um, it's not really a family law question, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't want you to rely on my answer, but I would suggest no, because the compensation is for a specific purpose, and it's not to be shared out between the parents. Um, but it, as I say, it doesn't fall under the family law umbrella, so I might, I might not be the best person to ask. Yeah, okay. All, All right. right Thank Thanks, Jessie. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Um, a Rose... You are up next. What's your question? Oh, you're uh, back again. Yeah, I can. Yeah, hi. Oh, brilliant to hear me now. Uh, just a quick question, Tracy. Um, I've got custody of my child. Yeah. Not through court. Um, a part, ex-partner, his dad lives a few hundred miles away. He's not seen since 2019. Yeah. If I was to get married again with my new partner, yeah. I have to apply for PR or would he just automatically get it? Wouldn't automatically get it. He'd, you'd have to apply for it. Uh, and the first way you'd apply for it is by all of you signing a parental responsibility agreement. Um, and that way you don't have to attend a court hearing or anything like that because it's all by agreement. However, mm -hmm. if the other person with PR isn't in agreement, um, then you would have to make an application to the court in respect of the stepfather. Right, so by PR, I mean, so obviously he's on the birth certificate. Yeah. He does pay maintenance. Yeah. But he doesn't see the child, so does he still officially have PR? Yeah, yeah, not? yeah, yeah. He'll always have PR because he's on the birth certificate, and he won't right, he so... he won't he won't lose that PR when the stepfather gets it because all three of you will have PR. So you've got to contact the biological father as well. Yes, yeah. If you want to do it by agreement, yes, you will. And that's the best way to do it, really. But tell, tell the biological father that by signing it, he's mm -hmm. not going to lose his PR. It just means that three of you have PR. Right, brilliant. Thanks yeah. very much, Tracy. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Um, I'm going to come to Zeus next. Mart, I know you're there, but Zeus has been waiting as well. So, Zeus, what's your question? It's regarding, um, it's regarding financial proceedings. I've just... Um, 
finished the financial proceeding. We had a final hearing. Yeah. Um, and the judge decided to split everything 50-50, which I'm, 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 I'm okay with. Yeah. However, I applied to purchase all the properties and release my ex-partner from um, the mortgage liabilities. The judge, um, my ex-partner wanted a cash lump sum payout, but the judge got the numbers wrong. Um, she, she, so I, I supplied my mortgage capacity certificate and she misread the numbers and um, then ruled on the fact that we need to sell everything. Now, I've put in a D11 form um, for another hearing so that I can purchase these properties. Um, is, that, is that possible? Is that the correct way? Sorry, the correct way to do what? Sorry, say that again, Zeus, to pay? And to, have... to purchase the properties from my ex-partner to release her from the mortgage. But but why why a D11? Have you got an order in um, place at the moment? Yes, yeah, so there was an order passed, yeah. Um, and just before the order was signed, yeah. I put in a D11 for the judge to reconsider the order based on um, the mistake that she made. Oh, I see. I beg your pardon. Um, yeah, so a D11 is certainly the right form which will trigger another hearing for sure. Um, and, and then you can explain to the court that you need the order changing. Is that is that ultimately what you're trying to do, Zeus? Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's, yeah. It, yeah. that's yeah, fine. Right. Yeah, if you're trying to change an order um, that hasn't been made yet, I take it. The order hasn't been made. The order was made after my submission of the D11. Oh, I see. Okay. Is your partner in agreement to the order being amended? No, she's not now. She's changed her mind. Okay. Well, the D11's definitely the right form. You've made it. You're going to get a hearing date, I would have thought. Um, and then yeah, you're just going to... Yeah. Oh, good. That's good. Um, and all you can do now is explain to the court exactly why it is that you need that order changing. I can't guarantee um, the court will accept it, though. Mm. There, was, there was one more thing as well. Yeah. Um, Throughout the hearing, in the, in the final hearing, I did get an inclination that the judge was biased and some of the comments that she made weren't appropriate for a court setting. I mean, she, she used the word idiot, for an example. Um, can I ask the judge to recuse herself? You can. Absolutely, you can. Um, you'd have to give a reason as to why. So, yeah, but yes, you so can. I've, I've ordered the transcript where she used the word idiot. It was, it was regarding something, and she, she basically made an open threat um, regarding some items, and she said, if you're just being an idiot, I'm going to come down on you like a ton of bricks. Oh, dear. That's slightly inappropriate. Um, yes, you can. get. Be sure to get the transcript for that, but yes, you can ask I've, for I've the... already received that, actually. Good. Oh, good. Well, if that's there, then, yeah, you, you don't, you, would, you know... Would I do that at the start of the hearing or would I let the hearing play out and then ask the judge to recuse herself? I would be doing it at the start of the hearing. Um, in fact, I'd be writing in to ask that it's not listed in front of that judge based on, and I'd be, I'd be attaching a part of the transcript that you wish to rely upon and just say that, you know, okay. you, don't, you really don't feel comfortable appearing in front of that judge anymore given what was said to you the last time. Right, okay. Is there an application for that? No, just no, just, just write, just, yeah, just write that in. Because what you're, what you're actually asking, you're not asking for an order, you're just asking that it's not listed in front of that judge. Uh, All right. Okay. okay. Is, there, is there a good chance of that being successful? I have no idea. Honestly, I, w I wouldn't right. like to comment. I wouldn't like to comment on that.
Okay. All right, Zeus. Good luck. Thank you for your time. Okay. Bye. Uh, Mart, you are up next. What's your question? Hi, Trace. Hello. Right. Family proceedings have started at the first hearing already has been held. Father is wanting contact but has several mental health issues. Hasn't seen the children in three years, just failed a drug test ordered by the court and a history of domestic violence with father being the perpetrator and mother being the victim. What are the chances of him being allowed contact? He is concerned he won't be allowed to see his children. What is the likelihood? Um, well, it's not looking good at the moment if he's failing drug testing and all the rest of it. That said, the court are always looking at the paramount um, concern of the children. So what's in their best interests is always going to be um, the most important. Um, and it might be that supervised contact is ordered. It, it will depend on lots of other factors, Mark. And of course, you and I don't know any more details than what we're being told. So what I generally say um, to people in this situation is chin up, go forward, be completely honest. You know, if addiction is an issue, um, be completely honest about that, particularly if, if they've just failed a drug test um, and look to maybe start to have some supervised contact rather than no contact at all. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. And I've had loads of people message me, Trace, and I don't want to give them the wrong answer, so this is a question on my behalf as well. Yeah. Um, so they're asking, do you accept legal aid? And I didn't want to answer, just in yeah. case you did, in order to yeah. be able to know. Yeah. Um, and they were asking, do you do legal aid cases, and yeah. have you got any availability? So I don't have a legal aid contract, Mart. I gave my contract up probably about nine or ten years ago now. Um, so no is the answer to that, which means... And you have to have a legal aid contract in order to be able to take on legal aid clients. So the answer to that is no. Availability for private clients, not right now. Um, I'm absolutely snowed at the moment. I mean, that, that position changes week on week because obviously we have court cases that, that, that come to an end. We have clients that settle so their matter finishes um so you know i can be completely flat out one week um and then have you know some availability the following week so but right now as i stand today i'd have to say no i've got no availability not for at least yeah, no, two to fun. three weeks all right Fab cheers, thanks mark bye yeah. brave you are next thank you for waiting mm. what's your question my husband filed for a divorce yeah. last month and he's reached out to a mediator who reached out to me and we did a mile on online. Yeah. And she sent me a form E and she's told me within 14 days I need to fill it. Yeah. And send it to him and send it to her. Can I get an extension on that? Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because mediation um, is is a voluntary process. So yeah, if you're struggling for time, yeah, absolutely. So look, I'm happy to do it. I just need a little bit more time to do that. That's fine. And, um, I'm confused about one thing. She said I'm supposed to send the form to her and to him. Yeah. And he's supposed to do the same thing. Yeah. I'm supposed to send the supporting documents or carry the supporting documents for the first meeting. 
I think I think clarify with her because this is mediation. I would go back and clarify with her. Um, perhaps maybe if it were me, I'd probably be exchanging just the form E's and then bringing okay. along the supporting documents to mediation with me. Because effectively, what you're saying on the form E is the truth. You know, you've got your yeah. bank statements and everything else to support yeah. that. So, but mm-hmm. clarify with the mediator as to what it is that she wants you to do. Okay, and there's one last question. Yeah. Is um, a part of it was um, valuation of the house. The house is in his, in his name. Yeah. We've been married for five years. But she, when I spoke to her in the mind, she mentioned something about, oh, where do you think, how much do you think you'll get? And uh, it's never. So I told her, I said, I spoke to a solicitor, and it's, it starts at 50 50, right? It is my matrimonial home. I put my heart and soul and sweat into it. And she said, oh, it could be less. Uh, think about your, your accommodations, shared accommodation, your this and that. And I felt it was going in a direction which is not really, I don't know, maybe she was trying to guide me into something that I should do because it might be a little difficult because we're living in the same house but in two separate rooms. So so a, and, a, uh, a mediator isn't there to give legal advice, Brave. So a mediator is simply going to help both of you reach an agreement as to how the, the, the assets should be divided regardless of whether that agreement is fair and reasonable. They're just going to help you reach an agreement, okay? Now, where that conflicts is that if you then speak to a solicitor, the solicitor Mm. might say to you, oh, yes, but that agreement won't get past the court because ultimately Mm. we're then asked the family court to give us the financial order based on that agreement. So, of course, if the court won't make the order, well, it doesn't matter what agreement you reach. And, of course, the court makes the order based on the the laws. So um, therein lies the conflict, I think. So your best bet is to make sure that you know your legal position before you go into mediation so that at least you have in the back of your mind the type of order that you know the court's going to make. All right? Great. Thanks, Brave. Um, So, Pav, what's your question? Thank you. Hello, Trish. Um, Just a quick question, really. Um, So, my court case for custody has been going on for about two years now. I've got legal aid. Um, We've been to court over my son, um, had a fact-finding hearing. Judge found um, no facts, no evidence of um, domestic violence, but then... Um, ex-husband got sentenced and escaped prison um, narrowly um, he's been sentenced and has got convicted now last month and we took it back to court with my solicitors um, and um, judge ordered um, to she basically accepted um, and agreed that um, the we should reopen the fact-finding hearing a very unique um, side to the case um, so um, ex-husband has now applied to um, withdraw the C100 form the, uh, she doesn't want to know anymore um, CAFCAS also originally made a report as well and said you know father should have um, you know visit um, visitation um, of our son but it was ordered that um, it happens at the contact centre so now he's basically ex-husband has put his hands up he doesn't want to know he's not interested my question is tonight um can he come back if the judge signs it off and says yeah you know that's fine because the judge can't force him i, yeah. I guess yeah because he's saying he doesn't have money he's yeah over 90 grand which yeah. is the truth yeah um, on, on the proceedings 
can he come back? Um, is there any threats later on for him to come back again? Um, he also did delay the pair strand drug test um, for about a year and a half. He gave up smoking cannabis and passed it. The judge thought that was good and said... So, Pav, you know, Pav I'll, 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 I'll jump in there. So, yes, the answer Sorry. to your question is yes, he can. So, you know, even if he decides to pull out now, wants I think more to do with it, um, then that's fine. Yeah. Can he make an application down the track? Yep. Yeah. Yep, unless there's a bar placed on him, um, but the courts don't like mm -hmm. to do that, um, you know, too readily. So yes is the answer to your question, I think, which is an absolute nuisance for you. With domestic violence. Yeah, he can still make an application yeah. and go through the whole okay. rigmarole again. Sure, thank you, Trish. You're welcome. Thanks, Pav. Thank you. Take care, bye. Bye. Uh, Captain, I'll come back to you. Hello. Hello. Um, Court transcripts. Yes. How do people go about obtaining these? Um, so you would, you've got to write into the, 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 there's transcribers, so they're external to the court, so they don't actually work within the court, um, and you contact a transcriber, and they will give you a form to fill out. Um, and the form will ask you the date of the hearing, the case number, who it was in front of, etc. Um, and then they will charge you to transcribe. And that will depend on how long it is. So you will sign up to say, yes, please go ahead and do it. The transcriber then contacts the court, gets the tape from the court and will then give you a price as to how much that's going to be. And it can vary from... 100 to thousands, depending on, on how many tapes there are and how much work's involved. But, um, yeah, the tra you, you, you don't go directly to the court, surprisingly. It's external transcribers that you contact first. Okay, that looks great. Um, Tracy, can I just ask, can you put an announcement out? Um, yeah. Ask people not to DM me, because I've yes. got, like, 300 odd DMs and I've got abuse from one. one oh. Because I won't answer it. Oh, blimey. Um, yes. So I just block. Yes, no, good for you. No, I absolutely will. I absolutely will, Captain. Okay. Absolutely. I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm not interested. I just get so many DMs. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy for me to look at the uh, forums rather than my DMs. Absolutely. No, I, I totally agree. Okay. I'll do that now. Right. Thanks, Captain. Thank you. Thanks, Bye. Bye. So just on that point, guys, um, I, I know we have Captain and we have Mart, and I know that Mart doesn't mind DMs because I see him telling people on TikTok about the DMs, uh, but Captain is incredibly busy. Um, I mean, I know outside of, of obviously Discord what, what Captain does as well, so he's really busy, um, and he will just go into the forums because there's three forums on the Discord, and he'll pick up um, some questions and, and take them in, and don't be rude come on guys you know we're, we're all giving up our free time here to help so rudeness just isn't a, you know it's not an excuse for anything if your question isn't being answered it's not because we're ignoring you it's not because we don't want to answer your question it's simply because we're just busy you know this we do this in as as volunteers and we're giving up our free time um so yeah i'm not best pleased about that um but yeah captain no dms for captain captain will float around the um, forums and he'll take questions that way okay um, Claire thank you so much for waiting what's your question okay um so I have a question it's regarding my sister so she's been living with her partner for 12 years yeah um, she owns her own pro property 
Um, and he's been paying um, an amount of rent for the last 12 years. When I say rent, it's been towards, not towards the mortgage, but towards the um, kind of bills and um, just paying her just to live there, really. Yeah. She now wants, um, the, the, the kind of, the relationship is broken down, and she now wants him to um, move out. But he's actually... Um, it's threatening to kind of stay and he wants some um, money out of the property. Is he entitled to anything? So, sorry, Claire, did you say they were married? Because you said partner, but they're they're not married. married. Okay. And has he made a significant financial contribution to that property? No, he's been paying a minimal amount, really. It's just been like £400 a month towards the bills and towards... Not towards the mortgage, but yeah. just towards the towards cost the, of living. Yeah, really. so I think I think what the court would say is that if he was renting, he would have been sort of paying that minimal amount anyway. So it's definitely not a, a, fun, a significant financial contribution. Let me check, Claire. His name's not on the property, is it? No, no. It's not. Okay. Well, in that case, and they don't I don't have any children or anything. Yeah, that that wouldn't that wouldn't come into it at this stage. But um, in that case, I think he's really going to struggle. Uh, if I'm honest with you, he's really going to struggle to get a um, any sort of um, interest. He has to prove, you see, that he has a beneficial interest in that property, and I, I really think he's going to struggle to do that because he hasn't. In- you- Go on. Would you advise that she goes to a solicitor and gets a um, absolutely kind of drafted to him to get a him well. Out? Yeah, I mean, yes, definitely legal advice. Absolutely, definitely legal advice. Um, whether or not um, a letter um, is going to do it, I don't know because obviously a letter doesn't carry any authority. Um, so I, I, I don't know. Is, is is what I mean is by that is I don't know Claire if he's going to take that letter and think, oh yeah, I'm going to have to go. It may be that she has to actually um, take some legal action to have him forcibly removed. But definitely take okay. the legal advice in the first instance is what I'm saying. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, Thank you. No problem. Okay. Thank you. Bye. I've got to say, Pav has just come onto TikTok and she apologised for calling me Trish. Pav, you gave all of us a little chuckle. It's absolutely fine. And trust me, I've been called a lot worse than Trish. Um, But bless you for coming on and and saying you're sorry. It's absolutely fine at all. Um, Right. So, uh, guys, we are... It's five past seven. Oh, my goodness. I've got no hands up in the lounge when I finish. That's not like us at all. It's been a steady night. We managed to get through 22 questions, which is brilliant. I love answering lots and lots of questions. Uh, Back here again tomorrow at six o'clock for more Q&A for Family Law. Um, So, until then, take care of yourselves and see you tomorrow. Cheers, guys. Bye.